Happy Monday, good people. Welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It is Monday in the L. I'm glad to be here. I'm just messing around with my with my screen and my camera. I don't think I have a guest today, but the way that my schedule has been uh, stacking up, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think there'll be some word on the street in a few. I, I think I think we I think we could confirm that. Although I have not heard from Paul yet, so he might be he might be out here uh, walking the mean streets of New Haven, looking for some unsuspecting citizen to roll up on and give him the '70s jive. What's the word on the street? <laughs> and it's a lovely day, so he should he should he should do he should probably do all right. He should probably do all right. I, I'm I, I'm committed to fixing my screen, my camera. Even if I have to take this Joker to Best Buy, and I'm leery of that, because the last time I took my desktop to Best Buy, uh, there was a tornado and ruined my desktop and my laptop. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that alone. Uh so yeah, what y'all do? What did y'all get into this weekend? Let me tell you what I got into. This was an arts overload this weekend. Like there was so much art happening this weekend. I, I, if you, if I would have saw somebody and they said, "No, oh, ain't nothing to do in New Haven," I think I would have went to jail because I would have jumped on them. It was so much going on this weekend, and I only picked three things to go to. I picked three things. I could have picked twenty-five things, but even I can't do twenty-five things in a day. That would be my own personal record. I'm not doing that. But there was three things going on. So, you know, I had um, Frank Mitchell and Connie Royster on on Friday uh, to talk about uh, the uh, Judge Constance Baker Motley exhibit at the Window and Tony Harp Museum in the Q House. Nice. I've never I've never been in that part of the building. I didn't take the tour. And I, and I hear the Deltas have a room, too. I haven't been over there yet either. I know I got to get around a little bit more uh, and I will. So uh, let's see, when were they on? So we had on Rue on Thursday, Frank and uh, Constance were on Friday, which was really nice. Uh, I told you I went to, uh, that was, that was, yeah. What day is it? Oh, so and Thursday I went to see Ioni at uh, Toad's place playing his music. He's quite good. I, I enjoyed his music very much. Now I might have to go find him on like YouTube or Pandora or somewhere or Spotify and just like rock out because I, I, I dug it. It's a whole visual thing. Music it was cool. He needed a better audience though. I'm just going to put it right out there. He needed a better audience, but it was a good show. I enjoyed him very much. Uh, Friday. Yeah. So so that was cool. Saturday. Uh, so Saturday, this is how Saturday went. So I got out, I got a uh, Yale Access to Law School a Saturday Academy, which is, you know, getting me ready for the LSAT in June. Oh, that's a whole other lift. <laughs> it's a whole other lift. But anyway, uh, so I got out of there and uh, made my way over to the Q House. Oh, before I got to the Q House, though, uh, Allison Regis, her boyfriend brought me, um, they brought me some, uh, vegan cheesecake that he made, made. It was good. It was really good. 
it was so good. I had to text her and say, girl, is this, can I eat this really? Cause I'm not, I got too much going on. I don't want to, I don't want no problems. She's like, nope, vegan butter, vegan this, vegan blah, 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 plant-based, 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 plant-based. I was like, okay, cool. So uh, so I got that. I put it in the fridge because I didn't want to eat it right then and there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we had the good idea on Friday. Was it Friday or Thursday? We went to Sandra's Soul Food and spent a grip in collard greens and cabbage and yams and vegan mac and cheese and you know, all the soul food stuff that we're not making for ourselves on a Sunday. <laughs> we did that last week too. And I think that was uh I think that was Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, we did that. I think it was Thursday. Because I had leftovers for the next day. I had leftovers for Friday. That's what it was, Thursday. So I had leftovers for Friday. Because I went to possible, we went to possible futures. Because you can't eat in at Sandra's anymore. They are strictly takeout. So I was like, which was a bummer because we thought we was just going to have a big old feast. (laughs) Quickly dashed. So anyway, uh, so I left my leftovers there, came back on Friday afternoon, possible futures and and had my leftovers, which was really nice. It was just a just the right amount. So it was good. It was a grip, though. We spent a grip. I have to start cooking my own damn soul food. Let me tell you something. I know how to do it. I just don't want to do it. So that was Friday. Saturday after after Saturday Academy at the Yale Access Law School Academy, uh, made my way home, got my cheesecake, my vegan plant-based cheesecake from Allison. Uh, and happy birthday to her mother today, because I believe her, her mother's birthday is today. Her birthday is Wednesday. Well, I'll see her on Saturday. But anyway, uh, and then I ran over to the Q House for the exit, the exit, the uh the exhibit of Constance Baker Motley in the Window and Tony Hart Museum. It was a really good turnout. Lots of people came through. I've never been in the space. Frank Mitchell and Connie Royster were there. They were greeting people. You know, they were like the king and queen of New Haven. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. I enjoyed it very much. It was It was really nice. Mike Moran was there, of course, because Frank is uh, his partner. Uh, so, you know, he's always the supportive supportive person so it was great i had a, I had a really great time i took in all the art i saw you know they had uh because uh uh judge uh motley baker uh spent her childhood in the q house and uh and you know behind the old q house was the uh Ashmore street projects or El- elm haven projects uh, and so they had pictures of the very first at the beginning of when they started renting those apartments, the low rises, it was amazing. It was, it was really nice to sort of see. And this, you know, you saw the, the stores and you saw um, uh, just paraphernalia from that air, from the time, from the sixties, you know, sixties, uh, 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 the black newspaper, I think it was called the Connecticut Negro. I, I have pictures. I didn't even know that there was a black paper called the Connecticut Negro. And I think it it covered, um, I mean, Connecticut. And uh, I should do some little bit more research, but I have pictures, so it was really good. Uh, so I left, I left uh, the 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 Constance Baker Motley exhibit and ran over to Next Haven uh, for the Not for Sale exhibition, which was really good. I don't care what they do in that building; it's always gonna feel swanky, like it's just always gonna feel swanky. 
no matter what you do. And uh, it was a it was a lovely, lovely uh, exhibit, um, and quite arresting. Quite, I I can't even describe it. I think you just have to go over there and check it out. You just have to go see it. It's visit, visually striking, thought provoking, all the things that you want art to be, all all the things, visually stunning. I think I'm gonna have some of the artists on the show, so I'm gonna reach out back to the next Haven folks and uh, and uh, coordinate. Uh, with them to get some folks on the show because you know i'm out next week i'm away so that cuts right into march that you know cuts cuts march right in half for me and then the countdown to uh marrakesh 60 oh my god but anyway back to next haven so hung out at next haven uh saw folks talked to folks saw titus i took some pictures with titus um titus and Dwayne. i think are gonna be on the show shortly uh, because they got this wonderful new book called uh, Redaction, and uh, if you've not seen it, I mean it's a it's a hundred dollar book, but it is it is groovy AF, it is groovy groovy groovy. So, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so that was wonderful. So I, I spent some time at Next Haven, and then the capstone for me was I went to Marquand Chapel to see uh, Trouble the Waters. And uh, it was uh, Surviving Troubled Waters. That's what it was called. And uh, both these folks uh, served time in prison. Um, The older lady served 37 years in prison. The younger, I think the younger lady served a good amount of time in prison too. and uh, and so the older lady was a a god god honest swear to god singer like I've never heard anything like it like she just sings the way I she sings she sung the way that I love hearing music sung a big voice but controlled and just very black I just everything about it was just incredible and the other sister was um, or the other person um, was a rap artist and beautiful so they have a whole she has a whole record label and the whole thing i'm gonna try to have them on they're gonna be at the quick center late in march but uh sat saturday was their debut it was their debut so it was really uh it was something i i don't even know how to describe it it was just so uh, i posted up some video of it uh on my facebook page um of of the singing and and I love being in Marquand Chapel. I just, it's one of my favorite spaces because it's a, it's a shift shaping space. And I met the young, um, uh, young man named Miles. I met him. Uh, he was in the audience and uh, he's a divinity student. I think he graduates this next year. I think he graduates next year. Miles My, Riley. So it was lovely to meet him. So I'm going to send him some day. He's going to come by uh, the gallery today. Today's my last day um being performative at the gallery and performative i mean just sitting with people and uh uh and giving them a little bit of spiritual direction so i'm doing that today is my last day for that and uh it's uh it's been it's been a, a joy to do it so today is my my last day because i don't have any more time uh to go over there and sit for 3 to 5 that's a lot there's so much going on so much 
I, I love it though. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't say it because, because listen, free will is free will. I can always sit my behind down and not go to nothing, but I'm not going to do that. If it's out there, I'm going a, I'm to a get into it. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm getting down these days. If it's out there, baby, I'm getting into it. So, uh, so that was sad. That was my Saturday night. It was so, it was so incredibly good. It was just so, so good. It was just so good. Uh, and then I, I jumped out of there and then I, I went on home. I was going to go have dinner with uh, Ife and uh, 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 Reggie, but uh, I, I was just dead tired. So I, I went on, I went on home. And then I got up, yes, I lounged around yesterday. Did a little bit of laundry, uh, and then went over to uh, Eve, uh, to uh, Lauren. Uh, the, you know, we all met up at Lauren's for dinner. She made some vegan jambalaya, which was yummy, and some collard greens was really, really good. You know, copious amounts of wine, uh, and we watched. Um, we watched the screening. We screened uh, because we're gonna go see. Uh, let me see. Let me let me get my let me get myself right. <laughs> We screened uh, Making It Plain, uh, Mahmoud abdul Rauf and The Stand for Justice. So The Stand for Justice, which is a film under the Colin Kaepernick production company and, and a book as well. Um, so anyway, he is here. He's going to be here today speaking at Yale at the Sheffield Sterling Strathcona Hall Auditorium. So he's going to be here at 630 uh, today. Um, to, 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 uh, so I'm, I'm going to skip my my um study group so i could hear him because he's so beautiful looking but anyway so we're gonna go i'm gonna see that today and uh yeah so and then afterwards i think we're gonna run by uh possible futures for a little reception afterwards but it's gonna be late it's gonna be later than i want it to be but anyway so uh my mood uh my i don't know you say my mood Abdul Ralph uh in the stand for justice. So I'm gonna go check that out uh today. So that's so that's that's how my night is stacking. This is my day. My day is stacked up. I gotta go see uh my pulmonary specialist today. After I get off air, I gotta run over there and do that. Uh and then I'll be at the gallery from three to five for Freedom Dreams. So if you've not seen Freedom Dreams, now would be a good time. I mean, it's gonna be there till March 18th. So you don't you don't really need my behind to be there. Uh, but if you want a little bit of what I have to offer to the exhibit, then come through because today is my last day. Three to five, I'll be there. I, I'll, I'll be there, three to five. And I think some folks are going to come through. So I don't know, it might have to be a group thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But it's, a, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting, exciting time uh to be and the weather is cooperating like it's going to be 50 degrees today you know now tomorrow i think it's going to be 10 degrees cooler but today it's a i have on a dress today I put on a dress I'm gonna throw some boots on uh grab a scarf out the door i go it's a uh it's a, it's a lovely day so i'm gonna enjoy it get into it <laughs> y'all know how i do get into it <laughs> get into it Oh, good morning, Harry. Good morning, Paul. I think Paul's out there somewhere. I didn't get a text, so I don't know. 
He might roll up on somebody. So listen, if you see a little Jewish man out there rolling up on people, he not panhandling. He just want to get your sense of what the word of the what's the word on your streets. <laughs> what's the word on your streets where you are? So talk to him. It, it's Fifteen minutes, not even ten minutes. Ten minute conversation. Tell me what you're. Tell me what you're up to. And there are people who've been like kind of low key stalking Paul, trying to figure out where he's gonna be so they could be in the in the pathway. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There are people who are trying to get in the pathway so they could uh, get on. So I don't know where Paul goes. I don't got. I don't tell him where to go. I I don't suggest where he should go. I'm. When you see it, I see it. I'm as equally surprised as you are. Uh, and that's that's the truth. That is the truth. So that's what is happening. That is what's happening. Um, so yeah, this March seems to be running through. Does it feel like it's going fast for you? It feels fast to me. I feel like, uh, and I'm away next week. So that's like in the middle of the month. So that's just, just a whole piece it's a whole piece that i a whole piece <laughs> like oh it's a whole piece that i'm not even gonna you know i i've been thinking a lot about it's time for me to order some new glasses i guess i've had these for a couple of years my my I, now i have my eyes examined every year my my prescription hasn't changed in 30 years 20 years i don't know 20 30 years my prescription has not changed i have the same prescription and I go to, a, I see all kinds of people uh, about my eyes. My eyes are, you know, they're, I mean, I'm just aging. So it's the aging thing. And I've got glaucoma. I've got uh, the, the beginnings of cataract, the monitor. I mean, you know, my mother had cataract. So, I mean, there's so much that they could do now. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to be blind. I'm going to need a dog and a stick. And no, unless somebody poke my eyes out, I won't be blind. But, you know, these are things you have to monitor, you know. Some of it is uh, hereditary. Some of it is uh, just natural aging processes. <sighs> That's what it is, people. That's what it is. So I didn't get up this morning to do LSAT prep because I drank a lot of wine last night. And so I just wasn't, I just couldn't get up this morning. And by get up mean like five o'clock. I mean, I was up at like seven. But by when I got up at seven, I didn't feel like studying. See? Bad habit. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to give myself grace. I'm just going to give myself grace. Go hard tomorrow and, and the for the here on out, you know. But last night was a lift. And I just, when I got home, I just went right to bed. And then I slept in. And I slept past my 5 o'clock window. So that's fine. Listen, I only the only person I got to be mad at is myself. And I'm not even mad at myself. So I'm I'm my own coach in my own competition. That's it. You know, that's it. So so yeah. So 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 the weekend was great. It was another, it was another great weekend in the elm. I mean, I what what can I say? There's a lot going on. This Friday, uh, I'm back to uh I'm back to uh the symphony, uh, because I got the second candidate, uh, as a woman, uh, who is uh doing her her uh her turn at being maestro for the symphony because uh, you know they do this thing where they narrow narrow it down to i guess this year they narrowed it down to four candidates uh, and then they each got to come and command the the orchestra so i already saw the guy who was really good i was quite impressed 
very community focused. Like you could tell he was all about the musicians. You know, he was with them, supporting them. It was great. And you got to hear, he. I guess whatever he pulled together, you got to hear all of the orchestra, like every piece. <laughs> like if you, if there was a triangle, you, you got the triangle got a solo. <laughs> Everybody got a piece. <laughs> so you got to, you got to hear the orchestra in, in set sections. And you don't often get that when you're, when you go to the symphony, it's, it's a thing. It's a whole, I mean, they didn't play like in absence of each other, but you know, he showed he allowed each section to showcase that their talent. It was it, I really I really enjoyed that. You know, I really I really enjoyed that. So anyway, Friday, uh, the, the the another one is up at bat, and I can't wait. I lo- I love going to the symphony. I just love all that good music. I just love it, and uh, so I'm gonna do that. And uh, God knows whatever else we get into the weekend. <laughs> Uh, you know, depends whatever whatever else, whatever else we get into. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I think Saturday. Are we going to? Uh, are we at Quinnipiac this week? I don't know. I don't know. And then, uh, and then I, I I jump off to go to Storytellers Week on the 12th, and I'm looking forward to it for that whole week. So, uh, so it'd be nice. And I, I don't know who, who was going. I haven't been uh, privy to the, to the list of folks. I guess if I asked, they could send me bios of people, but you know, I'll just be pleasantly surprised when I get there, you know, a whole week away and uh, to be with great storytellers and people, you know, shaping a story for themselves. Um, I, I, I look forward to it. And, you know, they, they curate the, the, the guest, you know, it's not like, you can throw your hat in the ring. They they look around and they survey the landscape and say, oh, I think this person, this person, that person, this person, you know, they like, they curate, you know, they bring all the most interesting people together in a room to to have a, a, a experience of storytelling. And, and most people, you know, on first pause were like, ooh, I, I don't have any stories. Yes, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. You just have to have it coaxed out of you, you know, and you, and, and, and if you're doing it for the first time, it has to be in a safe place so that you feel in a community of storytellers. Uh, you, th- I mean, there's a, I mean, of course there's an art to it, you know, but it's not a heavy lift. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have to tell, you could tell any story you want, you know, and, and you get prompted, you know, Donna will prompt you about, you know, can you think of this, that, and the other thing? You know, and he'll tell a story, and he's a he's a wonderful professional storyteller, you know, I, and I love that. So, um, so I'm honored and pleased to sort of be a part of it, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, and I've always enjoyed my time uh, when I go. So, so I so I feel pretty good that uh to be a part of this. So so yeah, so. Hey, Paul, you still out there hunting, tracking people down? I don't know what the story is. Are you even in town? I didn't get a text or anything. I don't know. I don't know. Harry, are you in studio? Do we know anything? Are we having a word on the street? <laughs> not, not that I'm being pushy or anything. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just trying to get a sense of uh, of what's happening. Uh, 
Let's see. Let me see what else is going on. I, I've been um I've been uh I've been reading this book, Love in the Vortex, um, by Yolanda Seely Ruiz and uh Love and Love from the Vortex and other poems. I'm telling you, this is this book has been life-changing. It is just the right balm that I needed uh to assuage where I am uh right now. And I I, I just it's as if uh oh there's Paul. Yay. I'll talk more about this in a minute. We're gonna let a uh, word on the street come on in and uh be Hey Paul. Good morning. Morning, Babs. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was so full of art. <laughs> I heard. Well, I'm standing here with Perry and Alexander. We're outside the um, state of Connecticut Superior Court Juvenile Matters and Detention Center. They're not getting detained. As you might notice, they're not young men. I was going to say, they're they not have... juveniles. <laughs> <laughs> they're not juveniles. <laughs> We're kind of, they're in our space, as they say. Um, Perry and Alexander, what's the word on the street? What are you up to this morning? Word on the street is fentanyl is killing everybody. Tell me about that. Uh, not really much I can say. Um, you know, I'm sort of a conspiracy theorist. Uh, theorist. Me too. I believe that the government is, is putting all that nonsense out on the street, especially in the urban neighborhoods. And what are you noticing about fentanyl, Alexander? Um, that is killing people. Anyone That's you know? A few people I know have died. So yeah. tell me about someone you know who died from fentanyl. Well, a friend of mine, close friend of mine, just passed away OD, and um, he OD'd in the building, and uh, they found him laying on the sidewalk. When was that? About a month ago. What's his name? That I'm not going to say. I know it's my first name. Just say uh, we did. Ron. Ron. How well do you know Ron? I knew Ron for about 10 years. Do you know how he got the fentanyl? Uh, I got it. On the street. They say they're mixing it in other stuff, and people yeah. don't know they're getting it. They're mixing it with heroin. They're mixing it with marijuana. They're mixing it with cocaine. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people think they're sniffing cocaine or smoking cocaine, and they're smoking fentanyl. What do you think we should do? Uh, man, I don't know what we could do. Authorities got to step up the game. Yeah, they lack it. They lack it. Authorities got to stand up the game. Yeah. So Alexander, what are you doing here this morning? Um, just trans um, transporting my, yeah, my, my brother got arrested in Milford. He went out there to have a party with his family. And the police came and jumped on him, told him he's lucky that his family was there. They would do something to him. What were they arrested for? Blood drunk, I guess, you know. It was fun in that area. And was that over the weekend? Yeah. Just the weekend? Past weekend. Not this one, but the one before. Yeah. And how come you're here today? Are you close to him? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. How'd you know him? That's my brother's son. And you grew up, was he around when you grew yeah. up? Yeah. And does, do other people visit him? Like, is this the first time you've gone to visit yeah, him? Yeah, well, he's out. He's home. He's coming. He'll be here himself. Who? My nephew. So he's not behind bars here? No. So how come you're here? Yeah, he's got a court date. Oh, he has a court date. Yeah. So you're gonna to go to the court date with him. Right. Tell me about that. Why would why is it important to come with your nephew to a court because date? He's a kid, he's never been in trouble. He don't know what's going on. So I just don't want them to railroad him and there was something. Show the system that shit has someone that, that yeah. cares about him. Show the system the kid has someone who cares about him. He's not just out here running around uh rampant. How old how old's your nephew? 16. 
16. Wow. So are you going to be the only family member or the other? Coming out with my stepmother and his father and all of them. So the family's coming to show support. And Alexander, you drove them because uh, you don't have, sir, you don't have. No, we ride together. You ride together. What, what else are you going to do today? Uh, go to work at 4 o'clock. I work at Outback Steakhouse in North Haven. Outback Steakhouse. What do you do there? I'm a food runner and cook. Food runner and cook? Yeah. Hey, what, what's a food runner? I get the cook part. Food runner is um, when the um, entrees are made and they're set up on the, um, the hot side, food runner puts it on a tray and takes it to the table uh-huh. where the customer is sitting that ordered the food. So it's a waiter kind of, no? Somewhat. But somewhat. you're also cooking? Yeah. And what do you cook? I cook steaks. I cook uh, shrimp. Do you, have any, do you have any special technique? Special technique? Like, is there ever, if you go to Outback, you kind of know you're getting Alexander steak, Alexander yeah, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Anything special you do? A little extra Worcester sauce, a little extra char. But if I put that on TV, then it wouldn't be special. That's right. So we got to leave that between us. Indeed. How long have you been doing that, Alexander? Uh, I've been cooking from a young age. My mom taught me how to cook when I was about 12 years old. How old are you now? Uh, 64 Thursday. 64 Thursday. Happy birthday. Happy belated. Oh, last Thursday. Yeah, my sister just turned 71. Yeah, so what'd you do for your birthday? Uh, my wife and my daughter took me out to breakfast. We went to the movies. What'd you see? Uh, we saw, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum, Quantum Realm. Was it good? Yeah, it was decent. It was decent. Uh Uh-huh. How do you feel being 64? I feel great. I'm one year behind you. I feel great. It was a time in my life when I didn't think I would live to see 25. And why was that? But by the grace of God, because of my environment, because of the lifestyle I was living. Uh-huh. You know, and I managed to change some things around. And All right. By the grace of God, I still stand. You said you've been cooking since you were a kid. Yeah. And what, what have you been having cooking jobs all that time? No, no. I've worked in rehab programs. I've drove trucks. Uh-huh. Mm. How long have you been in Outback? I've been in Outback three years now. How you like it? It's great. Really? It's great. It's great. I'm disabled, so I only work part-time. So, What you got? What kind of disability? Uh, I just had two hip replacements. Uh, All right. Replacements, yeah. How are those doing? I know it's a big deal. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yes. I'm getting back to, getting back to normalcy. So you're not a big guy. So what caused the hip? Well, I've been athletic most of my life. Mm-hmm. Not most of my life. All my life. And I guess uh, the wear and tear on my body cause my bones to wind up rubbing against each other. What kind of sports did you do, Alexander? Everything. Football, basketball, boxing, swimming. I see your, your coach says champion 1919. What does that refer to? Uh, that's just the um, champion designer. And um, I guess that's the year they was established because 1919, I definitely wasn't around. You weren't around. No, 64, no way. What sports? You told me the sports you played. What teams were you on? Did you um, championships? I'm from New York. I played um, high school basketball with Dewey Clinton High School. Uh-huh. And if you look in the World um, Book of Records, I think that's the biggest high school in the United States. There's only one high school bigger than that, and I believe that's in China. Wow. What position did you play? Uh, point guard. And then you say you played your whole life. So were you on adult leagues? I grew up um, in the boys' clubs. Uh-huh. So the boys' club, they had a swimming team. I was on a swimming team. We had track teams. I was on the school track team. <laughs> well, I was just an athletic kind of guy trying to make it out the, out the, out the hood. Did you? Mm, nah, 
Not at the time. Now, what brought you to New Haven, Alexander? And when? Um, my mother moved to Connecticut. Um, I was serving time in Attica Penitentiary in New York State. Um, she moved out here in the uh, late 80s. When I paroled, I paroled out here. I met my wife out here. And I've been out here ever since. And how's it been since then? It's been great. It's yeah. been great. But one thing I realized, you know, things are pretty much the same all over. You know, it's Sorry. up to an individual to want and seek change. Uh -huh. You know, and that's the only way it's going to happen. When did you seek the change? Uh, about eight years ago. What happened? My wife divorced me in 2008. Uh, for a crime I committed. And she said I was real selfish and she couldn't take it no more. I have a good wife. Uh, we got remarried again in 2016. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What was the crime in 08? Uh, it was a uh, bank robbery. And how long did you serve? Uh, I didn't serve too much time because uh, one of the uh, felons took the weight for it. What bank was it? Not saying. Not saying. Okay. Have you been okay since then? Pretty and was it about your wife that made you not do it anymore? Somewhat. But in the you can't you can't change for nobody. You have to want it yourself. My mother loved the ground I walk on. I couldn't change for her. I have three daughters. I couldn't change for them. So what made this different? I guess eye opening. You know, I woke up. I woke up. You know, a lot of things that's in place uh, been in place and, and, and skillfully planned out. So you weren't yet 50 when that happened. It was 2008, right? So, so that's, you know, sometimes people come to an age and we kind of see things differently. You think that's what it was? That's some of it, but you realize that you can't you can't beat the system. You can't win. You can't win. You know, uh, the system has been in place for ages. But you're winning now. Are you winning now? I'm definitely winning now. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, God, God is my anchor. You know, God is my anchor. You know, am I perfect? No. But I live every day, you know, uh, like he would want me to live. And you gave Mr. Flowers the ride. What kind of car you got? I got a 2014 Honda Civic. And Mr. Flowers does not have a vehicle. But you guys are buddies, so you drove them. Yes. And uh, do you drive him a lot? or I drive him wherever he needs to go. That's a buddy. Yes, indeed. Babs, do you have any questions for Alexander or Mr. Flowers? I'm sorry. No, I'm welcome to, to Connecticut. I'm glad you're here. She said she's glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you, Babs. Any questions? No. All right. Well, Mr. Flowers and Alexander and Paul, we're going to say thanks to Love Babs, Love Talk with the word on the street on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Wow. You just learned so much about people who are here. And all it, and all it is, and all that is required is that you, you just stop and talk to them. <laughs> you just stop and talk to people and you, you learn so much. And, Every time we do these word word on the streets, I I just I just grow my my universe and my connection to people expands um, just because we stop people and just hey tell me about yourself <laughs> like what's the word on the street and and people sort of understand what that and it means something different to everyone that we speak to you know and the word on the street is. Uh, how are you? What's happening with you? Tell me about you. That's really what it is. It's such a wonderful 
way to connect people. And then Paul will write this up and it'll be up on the independent and people will read about it. And uh, maybe people will comment or maybe they won't, you know, whatever. It's just such a, a wonderful, I just love that we do it. It's such a wonderful thing. And I think Paul's going to um, launch some new show ideas on the week that I'm away. So stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be equally exciting uh, uh, while I'm away. So he'll, him, and, him, and, him and Harry will have full range of the week. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. I'm not losing my job. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a full, it'll be a full week of interesting things that they're, uh, planning for this, for this, for the station, um, on the week that I'm away, I may try to tune in, uh, but you know, story week is a full week. And so I don't know how much time I'll get to jump in and listen, particularly during uh, the morning hours when I'm usually on, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, It'll be a wonderful time. So I want people to stay connected. And uh, uh, even though I'm not here, I want people to, you know, listen in, pay attention, turn on. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. That was that was a real treat to hear people's stories, you know. Uh, and, and the fact that they're so willing to share, you know, like who they are and where they are in their lives and where they've come from and a little bit of what it's been like on this life journey for them. I mean, you can't beat that. Seriously, you can't beat it. <laughs> so this is why I do it because I love it. I just, I just love it. I get a, I get a huge kick out of it. So, so thanks, Paul. That was great. That was really, that was really something special. So but anyway, back to, uh, Love from the vortex. Uh, uh. So anyway, I was telling you, I, I enjoy this book so much because the sister speaks volumes to how I feel and how, how I'm feeling in this moment. Like this is like the perfect book for me in this moment. And so I gifted it to somebody and I dog-eared all the pages that I, I wanted them to focus on. <laughs> I don't know if that's a little manipulative, uh, but I, uh, no, I don't think it's manipulative. I, I wanted them to know. I, I was trying to tell a story with the book about how I'm feeling. And so uh, so I picked poems sort of like that tell the story of how I'm feeling. That's that's the best way I could. Uh, that's, the, that's the only thing that I can uh, think of it that way. So. So maybe it's not manipulative. It's it's me just trying to tell a story, and because I don't know if they will find these poems. I mean, they will find them, but they won't know the ones that I want them to know how I'm feeling unless uh, I pointed it out. And so, um, and anyway, I think leaving the vortex is the ultimate uh, poem for me at the moment, and uh, it goes. Uh, my passion for you is no longer useful now that you know my potential to love you. I will not slip again into sadness. I will not write streams of consciousness that spiral my heart into the vortex. I am grateful for the vortex. It has served me well. It is now time to leave it behind and discover what beauty awaits. 
I, I just love that just it's just everything. I mean, it's just it's just it's just it's just everything, you know. Uh uh it's uh it's everything. And uh and I uh Um, it's just everything and so I'm quite moved by just about every poem uh in this book and and she wrote this poem um about I think six love affairs that she had in various stages of love affairs um and I I think this probably was cathartic for her do you know what I mean like you know and 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 it's like a an examination of who who you were with <laughs> cuz everybody's got their section you know these these guys have their section uh and uh it's uh it's nice because she she put into words what i know you know she put into words and and each person is very different so the poems reflect that uh, but i res but all the poems resonate with me cuz i i i know <laughs> and i know these men <laughs> i've had these same feelings uh for men for a man and uh and it's just nice to sort of see it uh uh I just like it. And uh now I don't relate to all of it, but most of it, most of it I I I I've had I I I I can relate. And uh so I went through and I dog eared uh all the pages and I gave it to somebody. And uh I, because I wanted to tell the story of how I'm how I'm feeling. Cause I think it's important. Cause I think sometimes somebody else's words are 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 a better fit than your own words, you know, and sometimes somebody else's poems are succinct in a way that you would take you all day to sort of express and never really get it right. So, so I just thought this was a good way to do that, and that's why I uh, that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and i just found this to be so um i just find it uh truth truthful so truthful and so close to the bone that, that i just can't help but be drawn to it and 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 being all like how does she know that? Like, how does she know? <laughs> so <sighs> that's all. That's all I want to say. So this, I'm glad I discovered this book. I was just sitting in Possible Futures and, you know, they have a whole wall of po poems, poet poetry books, books of poetry. And I just happened to pull this. Uh, and, uh, and I just fell in love with it. And I and I I there was a poem in here uh, that I took a picture of and I sent it to someone. 
And then he was like, who wrote the poem? I, I committed it to memory. And I was like, what? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know who wrote the poem. <laughs> I had the book in my hand, but I, I just took a picture of the poem. I didn't have the name. So I had to go back. I had to look up the poem. He looked up the poem, but he couldn't find it. I got real skills. So I found it. I found the poem and the, and the author. And then I went back to the bookstore and bought the book. Because uh, I just I just loved it. So. And. Uh, and that's it. And uh, and so that that's the story. That is the story. And uh, there was another. There's a um, there's another poem in here. And wait, it's the it. Uh, I'm gonna try to find the poem that is what here it is. Black unicorns. That's sort of. Uh, and then I'm gonna go on break in a minute. But this is the book that sort of. Uh, I mean, this is the poem that sort of started the conversation. I think ours is a different kind of love. One between two unicorns amongst the sea of stable horses. Not many, ourselves included, know to what death this love can sink to rise from. Are we a single moment tied together with a bird's breath? Or are we a spiral spinning into a lifetime? And I just thought that was such a wonderful poem that sort of captured how I was thinking about him and us and and where we are and uh uh so anyway that's that's that part so if you if you're a poetry lover i hope you are cuz i am i read i have a lot of poetry books a lot this is a good one to have um and I, you know it's it's one of these things that's like perfect for valentine day um, perfect for uh, a new love relationship. It's perfect for an ending of a love relationship. <laughs> like this thing hits on all cylinders. Hits all hits on all cylinders. You won't be disappointed because I, I'm telling you, there's got to be something in here for you that speaks to something you remember, uh, maybe to your now, or maybe to what you hope for uh, in the future. Maybe maybe that's part of it too you know uh i like thinking of poems that way you know where they fit in where, where do they fit now in my life because there are poems that you read now and they're like they don't fit but if you hold on to it it may fit in the future you know you could like a poem and it and not fit you not suit you not speak to anything other than i just like this poem and then there are some poems of like, oh my God. <laughs> and it evokes memory or belonging or longing, you know, all those kinds of things. And that's, you know, poetry has the ability to sort of do that. That's why I love it. That's why I consider myself a, a poet first, you know, to, to weave words to get to the heart of a thing, you know, or to weave words that leaves a great deal of ambiguity so that you have to weave in your own thoughts and beliefs into it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so wide open, 
You know, I like a wide open poem. I'm going to write that down. I like a wide open poem. <laughs> I do. So I'm just saying, give it some thought. Find a poem that you like. I, I remember uh, reading somewhere that people should commit. You should have at least one or two poems committed to memory. And I taught that to my children too. You know, I, I tried to go with easy poems. And, and they don't even know that they remember these poems until they, until I, you know, I'll, I'll start with a word and they'll go right into it. You know, and that's a poem. I taught them a poem. And they will carry with them forever. And long after I'm gone, they'll get together and they'll be like, Remember mom taught us this poem. <laughs> and then some, and then one of them will say, oh, yeah, that other one, too. <laughs> oh, they'll remember. Remember we used to listen to jazz on Sundays? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they'll, they, I mean, listen, they've got good memories and bad memories. That's just how life goes. Yeah, no, they got, they're going to have some, they have horrible memories of, of whatever. And then they'll have some really, really great memories too. I mean, it just balances out. I mean, there's no such thing as just totally all light and goodness and all of that. There's moments where it was, you know, we, we, we were challenged uh, and did the best that we could in those moments. So, so, but they, but they got some poems under their belts that they could take with them on their travels, you know. Uh, and that's what, a, that's what a poem should do. A good poem should walk with you. And uh, and you call it up, call it out when you need it. Simple as that. Just call it up when you need it. <laughs> Just call it up as you need it and, uh, and keep it moving. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be back. Uh, don't go nowhere. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhbvax.org. on my mind, trying to explain what can't be defined, and for so long, it's been so strong, 
suddenly it's clear now that I can hear these love notes the ones that I wrote oh these melodies here are some memories and these love notes I found in an old coat mean something new all because of you
to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. Uh, I'm glad you all are tuned in. Thank you very much. So uh, let me tell you something else that I know. Uh, I watched uh, the Chris Rock Live Netflix special. What was that Saturday night? Saturday night. And uh, it was funny. <laughs> I know people were taking all kinds of issue with whatever, but I think he I think he has the right to sort of say what he wants to say. And I think I think he said it. So I don't know if anybody watched it, but I watched it. It was live. So I don't know if Netflix want to keep doing more live stuff. I mean, I, I think it works musically, but you know, comedians have a way of coming out the bag in a way that might be challenging for a streaming service because there's no it's live <laughs> he ended the night talking about the will and jada mess and uh i mean i do, do i want men to be calling women bitches no i don't want women to be calling women bitches i don't want anybody to be calling anybody bitches but here we are we find ourselves here uh the truth of the matter is uh yes uh black women are not safe in spaces and and no one champions us i get it but i don't think will smith was standing up for black women all over america he was standing up for his wife and it was and i'm not so sure if he really was doing that i think he just felt some kind of way got caught up in his feelings and it projected itself into because i'm gonna tell you this is what i know and i could be really wrong if there was any other comedian standing up there, and I and I and I'm not talking about like and I and not white ones, but if there was any other comedian up there, he wouldn't have did that. He wouldn't have been able to get away with that with Dave Chappelle. He wouldn't have been able to get away with that with uh, Epps. He wouldn't be able to get get away with that with a whole bunch of people, and we know that. <laughs> so you know, you pick on the you you show your you pick on the person that you think ass you could kick that's that's how that usually goes down and uh i'm with chris you know I, he was raised differently like i we're not gonna i'm not gonna fight him in front of these white folks at this oscars i get it you take it you move on i get it i get it i get it but it's his special you can say what he wants so he did i know people feel i there's a lot there's a lot to unpack I have no, there's no doubt in my mind. I get it. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack around issues. And I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I, this is what I know. This is the other thing that I know. That whatever the issues are, we're not going to solve it with this situation between uh, the Smiths and Chris Rock. The issues that we are dealing with are historical in 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 their in their bases, and uh, deeper than uh, what we saw on that Oscar stage last year. I'm just I'm just saying. So uh, we uh, it's not going to be solved. the The communication issues between us as people are not going to be solved with the. Uh, uh, Will and Chris Rock. Now we got whole gangs out here fighting each other. Nope. 
it's not going it's not going to not when we have communication problems in our communities with each other nope and and please don't tell me it's a start nope it's not because at the end of the day these are very rich people doing rich people ish and uh that's it so you can take a side if you want to i you know what side i'm taking i'm taking the side of right that's it I, it doesn't matter whose it is whatever the side of right is that's the side i'm on i, I don't i don't i don't love one more than the other <laughs> i i don't i don't know if i could say i love either one of them uh for that matter uh i admire them both for various reasons but that's where it begins and ends uh would i have liked to have seen that happen no because I think the repercussions of that is going to be so painful for us uh, in and out of that industry. Uh, it just reinforces a lot of stuff. Uh, and, you know, and I, I get, I understand, I understand Will Smith's predicament. You know, that was his moment. That was the finest night of a career that he has so carefully curated. And to have it blow up in a moment um i'm with chris rock on this he really he wasn't mad at chris rock he was mad at the cat that was sleeping with his his son's friend that's who that's who he was mad with <laughs> chris just happened to be the available vehicle for which to to take out that anger i i i wholeheartedly believe that i'm i'm always gonna stay in that space you know Cause he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go after the young man that his wife was sleeping with. I'm, I'm sorry, entangled with <sighs> the foolishness of people. Well, they'll work it out. You know, I mean, they'll work it out. I mean, that's just. I don't, I don't have any other words for it. So it'll be what it'll be, and uh, and they'll move on just like we all will. We'll all move on. We'll all be the people that we need to be. That's it. Uh, and that's the way of the world. So anyway, that's my two cents on that whole, if somebody asked me, I, I watched it. It was funny. I mean, it was, it was, I'm sure it was cathartic for him. Um, this is the first time he's back. And then he gets to talk about it a year later because he was quiet up until this point. And uh, and you know he has a very unique, distinct way of of uh, bringing humor and intellect together. I mean, say, say whatever. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's I don't I don't think comedians spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out who likes them and who doesn't. I just like I think writers are the same. We don't spend a whole lot of time figuring out who digs what we write or not. Uh, we just write because that's the that's the call and it will find an audience or it won't but that does not uh, stop you from taking it on I don't know it's just uh it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot and uh we're not gonna uh uh we're not gonna we're not gonna solve it. <laughs> uh, Cause in order to solve it, we've got to go way back. And I don't know how we go way back. 
we can't go. I mean, we have issues with going way back. Uh, so, so, so we're trying to attack what is happening now that has its roots in the past, um, so that we could carve out a better future. And that seems to be quite challenging. Uh, quite challenging. But you know, we do it. We do what we can. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? Maybe I don't know. I thought it was funny. He talked a lot about it. He talked about his his daughters. He talked about his ex wife, and you know, he talked about school, and uh, he talked about uh, June six, uh, January six. <laughs> I thought I thought that was. I thought it was spot on. I thought it was hella funny that these folks want to overthrow a government that they built. Okay. That's what you're doing. <laughs> okay. That was funny. It was. I mean, I I laughed. It's funny. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of mixed reviews, you know, but it was a sold out house in Baltimore. And I think there's a reason why you go to Baltimore. That's where they from, right? Or she's from. He's from Philly. I mean, uh, Will Smith is from Philly, and uh, and and Jada is from uh, Baltimore. And so, yeah. Now, do I appreciate her calling out her name? No. But let's not act as though it is not in our our vernacular. <laughs> Let's not act like we don't we don't say it or it's not been said. I, I'm not. This is not a defense. This is just context. I'm just having context so that people can, you know, lest we forget. I mean, we say it all the time. I don't know. I'll leave it alone. I'm gonna go and see. I'm gonna look up some some uh some reviews and see what uh folks have said uh, uh i'm i'm just uh i tell you this i ai eh, i mean you know there was a lot of a lot of conversation you know he talked about megan marco and uh um, he talked about it was a good it was I, I'm with him on Megan Marco. I'm like, girl, but that you know, but she's somebody who I'm sure is not a student of anything other than whatever it is she does. So I, I don't I don't I just because she's black doesn't make her aware of anything about blackness. I, I you know, you know, for her to, I, I, what I find interesting about people when they talk about the royal family and the monarchy, that these, I say this all the time. I, say, I don't know why people are, are get all up in arms when, when people call them racist. It's like they're the architects of racism. What do you think, where do you think colonialism came from? They set out to colonize the world <laughs> like what do you think henry the eighth and 
Elizabeth one and Elizabeth two. <laughs> Wait, what do you think? The Tudors, the what do you think? These that's their family. <laughs> Catherine and I mean they just this is their this is their lineage. These people, I mean, yeah. They built the UK on the backs of slavery. They did that. <laughs> they. Yes, they're racist. <laughs> all the jewels, all the things that they have stolen out off the continent and from around the world, they have not returned none of that stuff. What do they do? They put it in, they put it in crowns and baubles and all the things. <laughs> All the all the gemstones from India and Africa and wherever the hell else they tried to colonize the world. Oh, I'm sorry, the Caribbean. <laughs> like, what is wrong with y'all? Yes, they're racist. <laughs> and you know, I'm not buying her. I, you know, she didn't know. Uh, girl. <laughs> Did you not watch any any uh any PBS growing up around the monarchy and all of that? You ain't none of that. You you understand where colon colonizing comes from? <sighs> Whatever. Just because she's black doesn't make her aware of anything. You know, she didn't she didn't pick her 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 race ethnicity. She didn't pick it. Her mother slept with a white man and had her. That's that's an American history right there. That's an, that's it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a little edu a little sometimes been in somebody's university might do wonders. You know, take somebody's uh black history course you know, a semester or two and uh, work, it, work work through, read some stuff. I mean, you got enough black ass friends, talk to them. It's like, well, what do you recommend I read? Catch up, girl. Catch up, Megan Marco. Catch up. And she might be well read. I don't know. But you, you, if you marry a prince, particularly one from the UK, it comes with baggage. I'm not suggesting she deserves any ill treatment. Nope, she does not, you know. But you got to know, you know, they come from a long line of cutthroats. <laughs> Listen, a long line, a long line. And, you know, these, these folks that are in the monarchy, they have spent their time protecting, protecting the monarchy because that's their bread and butter. And honestly, I mean, are they even qualified to do anything outside of being royal? No. And no, and listen, I know people dig their royal stuff over there. I get it. They had revered these people and even at their own, even at the own expense of their own economic sensibilities. I'm like, okay, that's that's what you want. 
you know, you, you want it to, okay. So, so anyway, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought Chris Rock was in his element. I think he was comfortable. And uh, I, I like selective outrage. I like it. Selective outrage could be applied to so many things. So many things. So many things. So he did a he did a good job. And it was his turn to talk. It was his turn to take the mic. And maybe some people don't dig it, but it was his turn. And I'm not going to begrudge him not one single word. Not one. Not one. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because until you until you in that situation, you don't know what that's like. That that level of public humiliation and disrespect. You know, that public humiliation and disrespect. And uh, you know, he was he was pretty good. And nothing short of what I ex would would expect. You know, that's it. Uh, you know. Uh, so. Anyway. I'll watch it again because, you know, there's things I missed. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch. I'm, I'm, I'm making my march to Creed 3. So I never saw Creed, the original. So I watched that. Saturday, Saturday night. I watched it Saturday night, like at three o'clock in the morning. I, I couldn't sleep. So I put it on at three o'clock in the morning and watched it. It was, it was, you know, I love a good boxing movie. I, I'm a sucker for a boxing movie. And and when there's black people in it, I'm even more over the moon. And I thought uh Michael B. Jordan did a good job. So I'm gonna watch Creed 2 next. Cause I didn't, I hadn't seen them. I don't know why I didn't see them at the movies. They just got away from me. I don't, uh, uh, so I'm, uh, uh, so I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to get myself geared up for, uh, for Creed three. And then I love that, you know, he's taking on this role of, creating a whole other franchise out of the original Rocky franchise. Like, I think a Apollo Creed needs a story. Uh, and I, I love the fact that, he, you know, he's the son and and the way that played out. I mean, I mean, that's a good, I mean, it's a good story. This is what Hollywood, Hollywood is about. The telling of a good story. It's a good story. It's not a, it's not a perfect story. I, I don't know what is a perfect story. <laughs> Stories should have flaws and and things that make you go hmm, questionable things. It should do all that. It should it should do all that. So uh, so yeah. So I watched that, and then I and then I caught myself up with uh, the Last of Us last night. So I'm I'm back on par. You know, uh, I tell you. Women are gonna have a tough time in dystopian times. <laughs> this little girl is a fighter. I must say, she is a she is an honest to god fighter. And uh, and uh, and the guy, 
who who is you know such a cutie pie he's another one he's good i'm glad he survived the stabbing oh my god that was just harrowing i didn't know what the hell happened you know where where what they were going to do with him i was like they can't kill him off can they kill him off i mean you know netflix listen if we learn anything with the game of thrones don't don't get attached <laughs> game of thrones just tore up all all of our hopes and dreams about a story arc because you could like a character and then the next thing you know poof you know the dragon got them or they're killed or they fall off or they're poisoned i mean listen and you could be it didn't matter if you were a main character or not when it was your time to go they let you know i was like Uh, they just let you know. So I'm like, okay, this this is what we're doing. So anyway, I'm I'm just <laughs> I, I I don't know what else to think. So I just I I watched it. I'm good. So and then I, and then I went to bed because there was not much else I wanted to uh, to do after that. I was tired. I really was tired. I was very tired, but I watched. I stayed up, and then uh, and then I got up this morning. I was like, "Ooh, I feel a little bit. Uh, I feel it a little bit." So, uh, but that's just that's the way of the world. So, uh, yeah, some good TV going on right now. I, I'm not watching The Bachelor anymore. I only watch. I only watched the last two seasons because the black guy who was a complete idiot and then the last one uh, and then that was it for me. I was like, I, I hate this show. <laughs> I hate this show. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't, where are these, where are these evan evangelicals? Why aren't they marching on this mess? But you know, I guess if they had a trans person or, or a gay one, you know, Maybe maybe that's the next. Maybe they'll march on it when it's when it's a gay couple, you know, when it's somebody gay and yeah, you know, then that would be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. As long as it's hetero, people are like, oh well, we uh, <laughs> uh the minute that you do something else, you know, reflect. Uh, people's lives then it becomes problematic so eh, we'll see we'll see what happens um, we shall see what happens anyway uh, selective outrage thank you chris rock I, I i think we'll we'll hold on to that forever in the day you know i think i think we'll have to hold on to that so I just saw some news. HBC applications uh, are on the rise since 2020. Yay. Yes. Let's send our kids to our black schools. That's all I'm saying. Because God knows uh, we need that. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Huh. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to look at news. I'm seeing what's going on. Uh, you know, tonight I'll be at the uh, uh, the talk 
which is later than I want it to be. Oh my God. The door is open at 6 30. So that means the talk is probably gonna start at seven. And uh uh and this is the uh this is the the 2023 Dr. Betty Shabazz and the Malcolm X Memorial Lecture at Yale. And so uh making it plain, uh Mahmoud Abdul Rauf and the stand for justice. So he's gonna be speaking. And you know, if you don't know his story. He was a professional. Um, he was played for the in the NBA, and he was probably considered one of the greatest ever. And uh, I, you know, he has Tourette's syndrome, and uh, came from abject poverty, got into the NBA, and um, some white reporter. He he, you know, he like a lot of athletes or a few athletes um, um, changed their religious structure formation from Christian to uh, Islam. And and some white reporter noticed that he was not standing for the national anthem and, of course, goes after him to point this out to the world or whatever. Now, he he had been Muslim for quite some time, and he hadn't been standing for the anthem for for months, for months. And uh, and then that begins the, uh, the descent into a hellish existence because, you know, the NBA with their faux outrage. <laughs> uh, and they just tried to ruin his life. The world just tried to ruin his life. And I think they did on some level. I think they did ruin his life. You know, he bought fifty-three acre farm out there and somewhere in Mississippi, which I I I never thought that was a good idea. But he's from Mississippi, and the Klan marched on his house, burnt it down. The Klan, and this this is not nineteen fifty. This is like two thousand and one. So this is this is this is now, like recent. And uh, you know, blackballed him out of the. Of the NBA. I mean, the whole, I mean, everything that they could do to ruin his life, they did. They did. So now there's this new um, interest, renewed interest in his story. And all thanks to Colin Kaepernick and his production company uh, and book publishing company. You know, he put a book out and he put out a, a, a documentary. And so that's what we screened last night. So he's going to be here today talking about all of that, which will be nice. So, you know, all the Muslims in the in the doggone area are going to make their way there. So it'll, it'll, it'll feel like we're in a temple. <laughs> I'm just joking. These are just jokes, jokes, jokes. I revere and have great admiration and respect for Muslims. <laughs> just saying chill um so so yes yeah, so i'm gonna go ham tonight and then i think there's gonna be like a small little reception afterwards um at possible futures so i'm gonna go hang out over there and uh spend some time with with the with the brother and you know get up close and personal hear what he has to say so and uh and that's the story i mean that's just what it is today so i'm i'm excited um I'm going to miss study group tonight just so that I could take this on. 
because uh, otherwise I'd, I'd miss it. And, uh, and I, I don't want to miss it. I really don't. So, and I know I don't have too many times where I could be missing study group. Trust me. <laughs> but my homework is done. My homework is in. I don't have much faith that any of it is right, but it's in. And uh, I need to go back and look at it too. As a matter of fact, I want to go back and look. Ugh, I will though. I'll go back and look and uh and see uh, where we are and how we doing uh and that's it you know just keep 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 on keep that same old feeling i didn't get to manhares uh saturday night i didn't get to manhares but from the pictures it looked like it was a full night it looked like it was fun. It looked like a full night. So I'm I'm very pleased by that. Uh, um, I don't know when I'll get to uh, Harlem Jazz at Monhari's because I got this big trip that I got to finish paying for and stuff that needs to happen. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> keep on, keep that same old feeling. Yeah, so uh, that's the way of the world. So, hey, Harry. Uh-oh, here comes Harry. Harry's bringing me like five, two minutes of good news. Good news? <laughs> oh, okay. Not, maybe good is too strong a word. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was, um, <laughs> if I would have known you were supposed to be there, Manharis, I would have went. <laughs> but you didn't go. Because I got invited for Saturday, Norma and Paul were supposed to be there Saturday evening. Oh. And um, yeah, I wasn't I able didn't to, know that. I wasn't able to make it. So because <laughs> um, you was negotiating the peace in the Ukraine, like what? <laughs> well, at, at eight o'clock, I get really tired. <laughs> That's late. Okay. <laughs> I would have to. I would have to do something like four in the afternoon <laughs> to start my evening at eight. That means I'm getting home at what time? 10, 11. That's late. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it kind of is late. That's like giving away my Saturday, you know. Harry, what are you doing? You, 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 you're not out in the streets anyway. So. Right. I'm sitting comfortably in my <laughs> recliner. On my recliner, you know, so. <laughs> so I have to think to myself, hmm. Recliner out. Recliner or out and and be social. Yes. Well, I can see how that could. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here bouncing. I'm on I'm on an office chair ball chair. Are you? Type thing, you know, so. Oh, I just thought maybe that was okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks way weird. Anyway, it does. But, no, but keep bouncing. I mean, well, it's. I'm trying to see if it helps my back. Does but, it? But I'm missing the back. You know, the back support. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's what you mean. You got to use your core to keep you up. Right. You have so to. So when you strengthen your core, it strengthens your back. No. 
and I'm a little shorter in the chair, so it's like okay. But yes, if you know, if you would have told me you were going, <laughs> I may have showed up. Okay. Hey, don't don't put that on me. <laughs> I was like, I, I I tried to convince myself. You know, because Paul's like, uh, yeah, you know, my wife's going to be there and bring Karen. and Oh, see, I didn't even know. Paul didn't say anything to me. I, I well, didn't make it, though. So. It was, um, I think Norma decided she was going like Thursday when I was about to leave the office. So Paul was like, oh, maybe we could. Rendezvous. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, pressure. <laughs> The pressure. And and did you mention any of this to Karen? No. Because she would have gotten dressed. I did. I did mention it to her. And like Saturday morning? Like when did you? Yeah, yeah like Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you, you're not going, right? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And then we. Uh, and you play this game. <laughs> let this, uh, the time just creep by. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we ain't going. Yeah, because seven o'clock, if you're not getting up, getting dressed. Yes. Yeah, that that's a horrible and, time. and walk into the car. Yeah. At 7 30, so you could be at the show. Then no. And, and that was the thing. I was trying to figure out what was happening. You would have enjoyed it. It was a jazz show and it's in a restaurant. So you would have you would have got and there, you know, uh there, uh, Anna is a, a Latina, so it, the food would have been amazing. See, that's what I was trying to figure out. What is it? If it's just a restaurant, I was like, I'm gonna. I don't eat at eight in the evening. That's another thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> eat our dinner around five. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like eight in the evening. We feel like we're cheating. We're <laughs> supposed to eat yeah. at eight. <clears throat> no, you're right. No, I eat early too. As a matter of fact, so I don't know why I said, "Oh my god." Because I'm I'm not eating after eight o'clock either. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, for dinner, I'm not gonna end up eating dinner. We're gonna have eaten already. So and we were yeah. trying to look it up, and then it wasn't until Sunday that I was able to pull up that it was a jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that would have been fun. You, you know, I had the whole guy on the show, right? Like I know, just... I told I told Karen that. I told <laughs> I told Karen, oh, wait a minute. Now I remember he was a guest. That just says Harry is not paying not one bit of attention uh, to this show. Like not one bit. Anyway. So, all right. Well, we got to get out of here. Did you watch Chris Rock? I did. I enjoyed it. I did too. I did too. I enjoyed it. And uh, like you said, this is uh, intelligence with comedy. And if you don't get a lot of his jokes, you just don't get it. You're not gonna get it. So, yeah. I mean, if it's if I mean if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. That's it. So all right, my friend. I will see you tomorrow. I don't think I have a guest tomorrow. I'm gonna try. Let me see. I got some folks. We'll see. All right. See you tomorrow. Have a good one. Enjoy this day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ride, 
103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. 